Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Okay, you can be seated. I didn't think it could get any better than that. Signs in the heavens, signs in the earth. Regina singing, this is my story. This is my song. He's a great God. He's a good God. He's brought us to this place. And I'm so grateful. And um, Mark, um, I think it was on Thursday, he, uh, he called, or he texted, actually, <laughs> this new generation. Uh, <laughs> and he said, I want to know if you'd be willing to speak on Sunday. And my first text back to him was, ooh, that's a scary thought. Uh, but I guess I can do that. And he said, no pressure, no pressure, this is an invitation. You know what, that's Holy Spirit's invitation. You can't help but say, here am I. You know, because what I have to tell you today is there's some situations only your voice counts. And there's some mountains that only get removed by the sound of your voice. And so I gladly stand in this place this morning that has been an invitation to me because I want to share an invitation with you and surely I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) Because I have some things to say to you today and I was hoping you'd be here present and you wouldn't have to hear it on tape or wherever, whatever, or secondhand or something. Um. This all started, and the reason I'm here today is that last Saturday, I had one of those encounters that I haven't had in a long time. You know, I'm like you. We were raised in this house. We were raised to be faithful. I can do that so well. I can show up on time. If I'm your friend, if you ask me something, I'm going to do it. If you, you can count on me. I'm faithful. And you people, you're faithful. You've been here and... All kinds of weather, (laughs) you know, all these changes. These are changes that stretch you way beyond what you thought you were able to bear. You know, these these changes. But you're faithful. You heard a call a long time ago, and it's never left you, and you just can't leave because you're faithful. I'm calling us to a new place today. And the invitation of the Spirit on last Saturday for me was... I'm going to take you from being faithful to a place of faith that you've never stood in before. It's going to change your language. You're going to speak with other tongues, tongues that you've never heard. And you're going to declare things. You're going to hear things coming out of your mouth that you wonder, where did that come from? Because he's taken us from glory to glory to glory. So last Saturday, I was uh, in my car driving to the airport to pick up my daughter who was here for Katie's shower. She was coming in for that. And uh, y'all let me know if I don't hold this close enough. I'm not, okay. But anyway, so we, uh, I was headed out to the airport and uh, all of a sudden, you know, that familiar spirit that, you know, there's something stirring inside of you, something from somewhere else. <laughs> and it's not just an ordinary day. And uh, so I began to just feel this stirring and I was so thankful. I was like, oh, I've just been faithful. I've been trudging along. And all of a sudden, oh, that spirit within me started to churn. And I said, oh, I like this. And, um, and I, then a question came to me. And the question was, what have you seen? And I was so glad that the question was, what have you seen? Because what I was seeing was I was on my way up to the airport, and I was looking at all those down trees, and I was looking at all that desolate those desolate places and that destruction. And I was just, really, this is what I was thinking. This is ugly. You thought that too. This is ugly. This is just ugly. And that's just where I was. And so I was so happy the Holy Spirit didn't say, what do you see? But he said, what have you seen? And with that question, my mind just went another way. What I have seen is wonders in the heavens. 
Haven't we all? I've seen the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. I see things that I never saw before. The beauty of the heavens. And I've seen one, and I've seen signs in the earth, signs of life, signs of things coming back. I've seen that. And I've seen in my own life, see, my, my perspective changed with that question. I wasn't thinking about what's right in front of me. He took me back a little bit and said, look at this from a different vantage point. <laughs> see it another way. What have you seen? I've seen you prosper a dental practice. In the middle of a hurricane. Who wants to go to the dentist when you're building a house? I mean, Joe and I left. Steve and Cheryl and Joe and I, y'all know this story. We were on the dream of, I mean, the trip of a lifetime, right? We were in the Mediterranean. Uh, having a great time four days in. The rest of the time wasn't so great. <laughs> because you were experiencing something here. We couldn't get in touch with our family. We were watching Shepard Smith or whatever on Fox News tell us all about it. Of course, he was telling us how lucky we all were because we had dodged a bullet. He was talking. He said, all those fishing villages got it, but none of the populated areas. So we were pretty happy. We were like on the, on the deck of our ship. Glory, hallelujah, you know. No, he, he didn't report that quite right. And, um, but so as we made our way home from this trip, um, you know, Joe said to me, he said, well, and we began to hear reports about our homes. As a matter of fact, we thought Stephen Cheryl's home was completely destroyed from the descriptions we had heard. But um, as we made our way home and began to see things, uh, you know, Joe said, you know, he said, if I have to lose something, then let it be the house. Because <laughs> I need to make a living, you know. A dentist doesn't have all that many other skills. Don't tell him I said that. But <laughs> he can do a lot of things, but I don't know how much he could make a living doing other things. But, but anyway, so he said, just let my business be there. And so as we made our way home and we got back to our business, it was hardly touched. And I mean, within days, he was back practicing. And, and within days, people were showing up and glad to be there. Those people were happier to be at the dentist than they'd ever been. It's like normalcy. Normalcy was calling everybody. Let me have something. And, you know, he's, he's had a practice, and he's lived his life in a way it's relational. Those patients aren't just numbers or people, you know. No, he cares about those people, you know. And they, they wanted to come to the dentist. And so we... so. That's what I began to say. Thank you. My, my perspective just shifted to a place of thankfulness. I was so thankful. Yeah, I do see these wonderful things. You have been so faithful. You have been with us every step of the way. And you've caused us to see things that are not there. And you've caused us to call things that are not as though they were. And we've been able to walk in faith in a desolate and dark time. Amen. And so I, I um, began to sing. And, you know, really... The song of the Lord, you know, Apostle prophesied over me one time. I was a prophetic psalmist. I hadn't heard that in a long time. I hadn't heard a prophetic melody rise up within me and prophetic lyrics come up within me like I used to. And all of a sudden, out of my spirit began to sing. I've seen wonders in the heavens. I've seen signs in the earth. There's a holy connection between heaven and and this earth, and immediately I knew this earth. I knew what this earth meant to me in that time. It meant this place. Yes. And immediately I was just transported to these grounds, to these hallowed grounds. There's no place like this. These grounds. And these people. Yeah, just put that on top of that. I'm just Okay, and to these people, you, my family. And somehow I knew I was experiencing an invitation. An invitation to come to a different vantage point. To see things differently than I had been seeing them. A place that I could just see as he sees things. And at that point... And I, this is all hard to describe, you know, when you're going through these encounters. But 
But at that point, I was all of a sudden transported to, I was on a ledge. I mean, it was a scary place. It was a ledge in the middle of like this, I can't even describe it. I'm going to say a garden, but that doesn't do it justice. But I was not looking down at the garden. I was not ground level, just looking at the beauty around me. I was actually perched out on this ledge with no guard railing. I was in a scary place. Place in the natural, you would not find me there. Because I, if I were on a ledge looking over into a beautiful garden like this, I'd be back really close to the, to the mountain or whatever was behind me. And I would want a guardrail over there. I'd want safety in place. But I wasn't there. I was there. And then I realized I'm in this place. In him we live and we move and we have our being. I was immediately immersed in the presence of Yahweh that to me in this time was a garden. The expression of that was, I mean, honestly, something out of Avatar. I can't describe it to you. I don't even want to try to describe it to you. We'll see signs in the heavens. We'll, if we will, if we'll receive this invitation, he'll take us places we've never been. <laughs> and this next part of this encounter still gets me, makes me a little shaky, even now. Holy Spirit said to me in that moment, he said, if you'll have eyes to see, if you'll believe, I'm going to bring the garden to you. He said, you know how we've said, I want to walk with him in the cool of the day. I want to walk with him in the garden. He said, if you will believe it, I'm bringing the literal garden to you. But I was thinking, but have you seen where we live? Have you seen those sites? And I'm already reverting back to that. After I've seen this gorgeous site, but I'm already, it's natural to kind of be pulled back to that place. And he said, no, I'm talking, if you'll believe, if you'll see You'll have the literal garden here. There will be birds, species of birds, from the four corners of the earth. I will send winds that will blow seeds here that scientists will come here for years to study how can this be. That's what he said. That's what he said. And I began to just come into agreement. I've heard, you know, Mark said one Sunday, I'll take that paintbrush and I'll paint new colors. And I began to see things so differently. (laughs) I can't even complain about the weather. You know, I can't because I think, what are you doing? Are you blowing these winds every day? Because you're blowing seeds from the four corners of the earth to become to bloom here in this place to make this more beautiful than it's ever been. People didn't come here for our vegetation and our uh, beauty around. They came here for the beach. That's going to change. (laughs) because he's blowing the seeds from the four corners of the earth and he's sending species of birds and animals that's never been seen in this place. He's still God. He's still Yahweh. He still controls the winds and the waves and he still can do what he wants to. So I can tell you one thing that I knew. If we can have eyes to see, I said, I felt like Apostle this morning. That song we were singing, because I said, I'm going to correct that song. Does that sound like somebody you know? (laughs) I will see it when I believe it. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. What Holy Spirit spoke to me is, when I see it, I'll begin to speak with new tongues. (laughs) I'll begin to speak with a new language. And that's what he's going to do for you. And you're going to be finding yourself saying things you didn't know you could say. On this ledge, in this garden, a new boldness is going to come to you. A new courage that you've never thought you could have is going to come to you. And you're going to be empowered by Holy Spirit to see things you've never seen. Hear things you've never heard. Go places you've never gone before. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? That's where we are. And, uh, and as I thought about this ledge of the garden, and I thought about this new boldness, you know, I went on about my day. This is still Saturday. 
And I'm go- it's a normal day. I'm going home. I picked up my daughter from the airport. We chatted about nothing, and we've gone getting ready for showers. And, you know, we've doing normal things, but I'm just stirred in my spirit. And so later on in that day, I was on my phone. Like I said, it was a normal day. I just was looking through Instagram, and I saw this post from Beth Woods. And, um, and that, the post from Beth Woods was a picture of her house being cleared, you know, like all the trees and everything that, that were there. And Beth and Charles have a beautiful place, and Beth is like many of the women in this house. And this is so true of you women in this house. You can take things and make them so beautiful. There's an anointing. There's beautiful women in this house that do beautiful things. They decorate their house beautifully. They create food beautifully. (laughs) Kathy Neese can make food look pretty, even if it's not. I mean, there are people in this house that, these women in this house, you create beauty everywhere you go. And I remember telling Luann Goodman one time, she was going through a really difficult time in her life. She was pretty much homebound because she was taking care of her mother who was homebound. And I'm telling you, there was beauty all around that woman. You went out her back door, there was beauty. You went out her front door, there's beauty. Because in the hard places, she didn't just say, this is hard, I'm going to sit down and take a rest. No, she said, in this hard place, I'm going to create beauty wherever I am. And she creates beauty to this day, Luann. She's... She creates beauty. And I, and I walked in my Aunt Barbara's house the other day. I picked her up. We were taking my mother to buy some furniture because my mother had a tree come through her house. And <laughs> we've been slowly getting her back to normal. But I went and picked up Barbara, and I walked in her house, and I said, Barbara, this is just beautiful. Now, she's been through a hurricane. Her um, ceilings are stained, you know, and there's, you know, but, I mean, you don't even look up because it's so beautiful everywhere else you look. <laughs> you know, she creates beauty. She's a beautiful person, and she creates beauty wherever she goes. <laughs> On my desert floor, Beth. There's nothing there at your house. But you know what her Instagram post said? The caption said, beauty awaits you know, I'm looking at this desert floor. Hey, we've been raised on this, hadn't we? I don't see much here, but beauty awaits. And if I, and if I, I believe if Yahweh has to blow seeds from the four corners of the earth, I'm coming into agreement with that, and beauty will again reign in the woods house. Yes. eyes to see and once we begin to speak with new tongues our language will be changed it will be changed and a couple weeks ago I don't really you know how I'm usually I'm usually not up here I'm not usually up here I'm with my grandchildren and with your children out there Joe and I kind of follow them around make sure nobody gets hurt and uh and so I listened to the podcast afterwards. So, you know, I, I hear his messages then. And a few, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, he said, you'll begin to speak in impossibilities. That's the language of the kingdom. And that's what I saw from this ledge. When I saw it, I began to speak with new tongues. I began to speak in impossibilities. Call things that are not as they were. And so... That got me through Saturday night, I think. <laughs> and then Sunday morning I got up, and when I, when I was awake, when I was just coming awake, I didn't have my usual thought, where's my coffee cup? I had a scripture in my spirit. And uh, because we're living upstairs, we call it the apartment. And it's been, it's been glorious, really. But we, we just live in the, up, the upstairs of our house where our kids used to stay. And... Uh, we're going back to the nursery. I love that. <laughs> you know, and so, so I'm, we've been happy there, and, uh, but our house is under construction, and so a lot of our things are just stuffed into closets or places that are still not being constructed. And so I woke up that morning. I had this scripture in my heart, and I knew, 
I didn't really remember what it was. I could quote it, but I didn't remember what it was. So I wanted a Bible. I wanted to look it up. So I asked Joe, I said, you know where a Bible is? I had one at the office, but I didn't know where one was in our house. And he said, yeah, I know where one is. Go down, da 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 So I went down there, and I rummaged through that, and I found one. And so I came back upstairs with my, uh, I keep stepping on something. I came back upstairs, sat down at the cou- on the couch, and uh, opened the Bible. I was going to look for the scripture that I had in my spirit. And I saw this. Quotes from a modern-day apostle. <laughs> and for some reason, I just said, hmm, put my Bible down, picked up this book, And for whatever reason, I turned to the last few pages of this book, and I wrote this down. And the entry that my eyes fell on was was this entry. It says, I do not want Yahweh to have to start over after I'm gone. I I want to walk out his purpose in the earth. I want to carry the ball down here and give it to another generation. I don't want the next generation to have to go back where I started. (laughs) I don't want to have to go back where Nolan Ball started. Man, he fought too many battles. (laughs) He led us through some dark places. He cut some trails we don't have to cut. And I'm forever grateful. I don't want the next generation to have to go back where Nolan Ball started. I want them to get on my shoulders and stand and see beyond the horizon and see the horizon expand farther than they ever dreamed. Thank you, Apostle. You know, I'm, you know some, some of you might forget, most of you don't, you probably know me well, but I grew up in Apostle's house. When he came here, I was 12 years old. I'm sorry, I keep doing that. Um, I was 12, and uh, actually my only concern about getting, I've told you all this story before, but my only concern about a, getting a new preacher here. You know how we used to vote him in and vote him out? Oh, thank you, Apostle. You've done so much for us. <laughs> how stupid is that, you know? But, but anyway... But anyway, um, my only concern was that I'd have a friend, you know, because back then we were peculiar people. We couldn't do much of anything. And so your friends at church, you needed a group of them because Lord knows you couldn't go to the movie picture show. And Lord knows you couldn't go to the skating rink or my daddy used to say chunk a baton or all kind of stuff. He said I couldn't do. I couldn't do all kind of stuff. <laughs> and so I was so happy that Apostle had three daughters. You know, and um, they were my friends from the time they came <laughs> till this very day. I was in and out of their house, probably more than Shirley wanted me to be. <laughs> I was in and out of their house, and I saw Apostle and Shirley's life. They didn't have any secrets from me. I was in and out there. I was one of the one of the girls. What not? Not one of the girls, but I, I, I called myself close. Because, see, I live with my friends. And I saw them have to share their daddy in a way. I never had to share my daddy. I saw them walk through some difficult times of being rejected for who knows what reason. <laughs> um, having to fight these battles. And I watched a man stand on the ledge on the scary places when nobody else could see. <laughs> And he go, I'm coming out of the assemblies because I see something beyond this horizon that nobody's seen before. <laughs> and I'm taking a paid people, a faithful people, and we're going on to new places. And we stand here as a testament. Stand up, because we stand here. We stand here as a testament of what he has done, what he and Shirley have done. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you so much. And y'all sit down. I'm not quite through. Mark said, when he asked me, he said, he said, Mom, you can speak for five minutes or three hours. 
I think y'all are real safe about the three hours. <laughs> but um, I'm glad for the invitation to the scary places. You know, I don't think you can find, Robert Allen, you might can help with, I don't think I can find a place in Scripture where anybody was called to do something that they were particularly qualified for or that they were particularly suited for. Most things went against their nature. It wasn't their bent, their natural bent. He took a shepherd boy and made him a warrior. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what he does. You know, he, <laughs> he took a guy who said, I can't speak. Many of us are like that. Lord, don't let me do it. Let Ben do it. This is his happy place. Lord, he gets up here and he can just, you know, he can say a rhyme for now till tomorrow, you know. I mean, Ben's happy place. This is his briar patch. Choose somebody else. That's what Moses said. Well, you know, he made excuses for himself like we do, but I'm sorry. Those days are over. You got to get out on the scary ledge. You got to get out on the scary place and you got to begin to prophesy in your own life. Now I want to I want to address something, and Joe and I have never spoken publicly about this. Um, we've never spoken publicly about Mark and Eva being seated in this place of leadership in this house. Uh, it's been almost a year. <laughs> Can you even believe that? Um, but in this moment, Sunday morning, as I was reading through apostles. The last few pages. I was just directed to the last few pages. And let me just go back to that. Because when I got through with that, the next entry that I read was one that's familiar to me, one I love. And one we know all well, all too well. It's life with Yahweh is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And one thing I knew instantly about my son, I kind of had a chuckle when I read that. Because I said, you've called a sprinter to be a marathon runner. One thing I know about my son is he's a sprinter. He always wanted things done yesterday. And uh, like his Uncle Steve, it's in his DNA. It's in his genetics. Steve, as we've said before, I mean, he was the third. When he played professional baseball as a young man, he was the third fastest man in the Pittsburgh Pirate organization. Their father, Joe and Steve's father, he was a tremendous athlete. Steve and Joe said it passed him over the speed part. (laughs) He had other things, but, but Mark got it. If you've ever played soccer with him or against him, you know he's fast. And we used to always say about Mark, you know, I mean, I know this is parental pride, but it's true. Other people can tell you this is true about Mark. And, you know, he had fast, faster, and fastest. I always think, man, he just like went into another gear because that's his natural bent. He's a sprinter. But, you know, now he can take a pause. He can take a pause. Now he can refuse to put on garments of war. And he can wait. He can wait to experience the now I see moment. So when I first heard and Joe first heard that Mark was going to be, well, at first, we just heard he was called. I mean, that you know, prophetic. It's prophetically spoken, but Mark already knew it, because when the when the prophet walked into the room, which Mark was sitting, I think he backed up, sobbing. He knew. <laughs> now, when I <laughs> and he kept asking me days before, he said, "Is somebody? I, for some reason, I think that maybe I'm going to be asking." He told Evan. Evan said. Don't worry about that. Nobody's going to ask you to do that. (laughs) Nobody's going to ask a shepherd boy to lead the armies. Nobody's going to do that. And nobody is going to ask Moses, who can't talk, to lead a people into the promised land. (laughs) So, when I heard these things... You know, I've, I've been there. I told you. I'm in and out of Apostle's house. Some of my best friends are people in the ministry that we've sent out of this house. I've walked with them as they've started works. I've seen them go through hard times. So I'm telling you, this call 
that I've observed all my life, lived in and out of. It's not something you like want your child to take on unless they're called. And so my prayer to Yahweh was, Yahweh, you confirm your word. I don't really care about anybody else's word right now. I do, but right then I didn't. I don't really care about any of these words around here. You confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And I stand today to say he has. With signs, wonders, and miracles, he has confirmed his word. And I'm so glad to be part of you, part of this family, part of who we are and who we're going to be. So this week, I mean, I, I can tell you that when you have an encounter, which we're all invited Nobody gets left out. You're invited to the scary places, the hot ledges. We all are. And you're all going, just let me tell you. But when you see, and I know when you see these things, you're going to begin to speak with new tongues. And like I did one morning this week, I woke up and... Like I said, my first thought is usually, where's the cup of coffee? And that's usually my first thought. I don't really think I'm conscious until I have that. But I woke up this, I don't remember which morning it was. But out of my mouth, my declaration was, I declare that Olivia and Zach Sanchez will never cancel another trip because of health issues. Because you know what? Their issues have become my issues. Because I tell you, when you go to the high places, when you go to the ledges, I'm telling you what happens. There's a baptism of love that comes over you. There's a joining with brother and sister that you've never experienced before. And we're becoming the family that is and will come. You know, we are here together in this. And Shirley, I want to speak to you. I don't know. This boldness has come on me. And I know that at some point after Apostle left this place, well, this dimension. And I think Aaron, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think maybe Aaron said to you prophetically that you would write. Is, am I remembering that right? You would write a book or something like that? Aaron Smith said that to you. I just want you to know, I have something to add to that, or maybe further define it. I just had this, and I began to speak this, because I saw it, I saw this, just like I saw Julia's cookbook. I can, you know, I come into agreement with dreams and visions that people have. It's just always been a gift I've had, and I go, oh, we can do that. You know, I just, I just have that. I share that with Joanne, she's that way too. She can say, oh, yeah, we can do that. And I just thought... Shirley sings. You know, Shirley says. You know, I just said, write down. Don't, don't take on this thing. I got to write a book. I have to write this big book and I have to go from point A to. No. Every day, give us a Shirley saying. <laughs> write down something. Just, man, it will, it's generational. And you, an apostle, if anybody I've ever known in my life have been about generations, even before anybody else was talking about it. You wanted to raise up sons. You wanted to plant sons. You wanted to take care of them like a father and a mother. If anybody has been an expression and a demonstration of generational, it's been you. And so you need to leave us something. That is, if you get out of here before we do. (laughs) You need to leave us. You need to leave something for Suzanne and Robbie and Eva and Cheryl and Donna and Ellen and Beth. And Allison, Caroline, you need to leave Shirley's sayings. You know, they're so humorous. (laughs) You know, I've never seen an apostle so laugh so hard or just be so joyous as when she would pop off some smart aleck remark in the middle of a service. (laughs) He loved it, and I know we will too. For generations to come, your words will jump off the page, and that will bring strength and healing. To people you've never met. People you know and people you've never met. Because this thing is from generation to generation. This thing is from glory to glory. 
And I'm so glad to be a part of it. I'm glad I was there in the beginning. I'm glad I lived through those days when Cheryl and I, Lord, we couldn't do anything. (laughs) And I'm glad to have walked into freedom. But you know what? In some ways, I'm more constrained than I've ever been. (laughs) The love of Christ constrains me, keeps me in boundaries, just like a marriage. You don't stay in a marriage. The love keeps you in those boundaries. Anything else is just a facade. It's not a relationship. It's not what Yahweh intended. And, you know, you know, like Mark said this morning, you know, like when he asked me, when he gave me this invitation, you don't have to do it. It's all right. I got Ben. I don't want him to have to use Ben. I don't want to hear Ben. But if it's my turn to use my voice, I want to show up. I want to show up. Because you need it and I need it and we need each other and we're important. So I think I can finally get to that scripture that was in my heart. So the scripture that was in my spirit that morning, and I finally got around to my Bible, comes from Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, and it says, And do not allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seed. Like I remember it from the King James is something like, Don't grow weary in well-doing. You know, and I like that, you know. This was a version I found. (laughs) Don't go, just don't get weary, guys. Apostle Hayden, you're on the verge. I hate on the verge, too. We're here. Oh, you were here. You're just going to open your eyes and begin to let you see what you've never seen, hear what you've never heard. So don't allow yourselves to grow weary. I mean, some of you have had a lot of stuff. Mike and Evelyn, I don't know when you're going to get back in your house. And if you heard their story about what happened to them, they need to write a book about that one. (laughs) Maybe they don't want to remember that. But how Yahweh preserved them and protected them. And now they're enjoying that generational blessing. That was always their portion, was always their part. Mike's been in this thing as long as we have. He's not quite as old as we are, but he's seen it. He's seen what Apostle led us out of and what we are into and what we're going to, to from here. We'll have eyes to see. So don't grow weary. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest, and I do like this version here, reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming, but I say is now. It is now. This is our time. And then on down to verse 11 says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, I love that word, afterward. (laughs) Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Afterward, I want to be a person at peace. I don't want to be going around my community saying it's ugly. I want to have eyes that nobody else has. (laughs) I want to see what nobody else sees. I want to be able to speak what people aren't speaking. I want to see it come to pass, and I'm going to say, I saw it and said it before you did. (laughs) You can come study it, but I saw it long before it showed up. You can take years to figure it out, but I know how it happened. So I always want to be on the side of afterward. We have to be on the side of afterward because our apostle called us, meet me at the finish line. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. Don't you get weary and well-doing before you meet him at the finish line. (laughs) This is our call. I want to hear, I want to be like Apostle. And Apostle, he said, all I want is him to say, well done. Well done, you good and faithful servant. And I know he heard that. He heard a lot more stuff too, a lot of good stuff. And then on to 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. And make straight paths. Let me get my mouth up. Um, straight paths for your feet 
so that which is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. I'm looking, and I'm speaking, and I'm seeing a house just completely healed. No sick among us. Not one lame among us. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm prophesying. I'm speaking with new tongues. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm doing what Mark says. I'm going to call those things that are not as they were. Because I've received a new boldness from this scary ledge. And I'm going to plant my feet on there. And I'm going to be like trees of righteousness. The planting of Yahweh. I wrote down a few scriptures and I'm kind of finishing this up with this. But see that you do not refuse him which, who speaks. This is in Hebrews 12, this 25 through 27. You do not escape. Um, I'm sorry, let me start over. So that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shall shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. We're in the heaven and earth shaken time. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are made. (laughs) That the things which cannot be shaken may remain. I mean, all things that we know have been shaken. When the, when the structural engineer came in my house and he stood up in my um, upstairs and uh, he looked around and he said, there was some powerful shaking going on on a pier. It was some rocking and rolling. <laughs> Everything. I mean, our houses have been shook. <laughs> our land, our earth has been shook. You've been shook to your core. But, but we will not be shaken. <laughs> we will stand. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. We will stand and see the glory of Yahweh <laughs> like we have never seen before. <laughs> so, it's the proof. You know, it's the proof. It's the proof that we've been well trained. We've been well positioned for this new eon of time. We've been brought to this place. And we've taken off those, we've taken, tossed those swords away, taken off that armor. And we've stepped into those kingly, priestly robes. And we're standing out on the scary, scary ledges and we're going to speak in new tongues, speak in new tongues. And we're going to see the glory of Yahweh. Fill the earth. It's not just about us, but it's from us. We're a very strategic place. (laughs) But from us, all the world will feel the effects. We look like a small remnant. We are. This is the remnant. This is what remains. That's what's important. (laughs) We're in good company. Remember that story, 300 men with Gideon? He got down to the remnant. But boy, did he do good things. <laughs> and when I saw that scripture, and I was being to see on that scary ledge to speak with new tongues, I thought about the 120. They were down to the 120 remnant. <laughs> but they changed the whole earth when they left there. They were empowered to do what they could never do before. And that's where we are. Do you understand? We stand right there. Beth, thank you. And I know that she's not the only one. I know that some of you could preach this, what I'm preaching this morning, because you've lived it, you've walked it, you've seen it. Marlene, you've probably stood on your ground and you've said these same things. I know you have. But I just happened to get the call, the invitation today. I'm glad I did. (laughs) Because I need to go places. You know, I need to hear it. I mean, I need to hear again. Let me go where I've never been. Let me hear things I've never heard. Let me see things I've never seen before. I don't want to just stay in the safe places. Don't leave here. Don't leave this, this place, but don't leave this county. The Rock of Bay County, it was established for purpose, for great purpose. And we haven't even scratched the surface of what will be. There are tremendous days ahead. 
They're a it's a tremendous day today. Yes, we've seen signs in the heavens. We, we've seen signs in the earth. You're a sign and a wonder to me. I'm so glad to be a part of you. You know, Shirley, I, I, I don't know, for some reason a song, an old song, came to my mind. And you probably played this on the piano with, with Apostle. It's an old song because the call has always been to come up here. It has always been. It's a new and an old thing, like Ben likes to say. It's a new and an old thing. And that old song says, surely you're going to know this. Some of you will know this. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. And I thought this was so funny, this lyric. My faith on heaven's table land. That sounds like my scary ledge. <laughs> Doesn't it? It sounds like my scary ledge. And I don't know, how, this is an old hymn. I don't know how old, but this is old. It says, a higher plane than I have found. Someplace higher than I've lived. Someplace deeper in you. Mm, I want to be surrounded in your presence. Some other place that I haven't been. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. This has been the cry of this house. And Joanne wrote a song. I was shocked when I, I don't think it's on here, but it's like 2002 or something. I thought, my goodness, 2002. In the day of trial, do not harden your heart. Determine that you will not fail. In the day of testing, trust the living God. Believe what he says. You've been listening. Have you heard something you've never heard before? Has he talked to you and told you things other people don't know that are just looking and hearing what they hear? <laughs> Do not be like the others who disobeyed and were kept out of their promised land. Keep on moving forward till we hear him say, Well done, my child. Enter in. <laughs> From glory to glory to glory. <laughs> Let us go on to know Yahweh. Let us go on to heed his voice. His word is the same. We're going back to the beginning. It was then, it's now. It's, his word is the same day after day. It's always to hear and obey. This is what I want to leave us with today. Because we know this place. We've been called to this place. Apostle talked about this place. It's where you didn't work out of this place. Live in the rest. Walk in the faith. I'm declaring over this people today that we transcend. Don't throw it away. We still need faithful people. You understand? We still need to be faithful. You need to bring your tithes and offering. We need that. Don't abandon those things. Don't not be a faithful people. But I'm calling you. You're not going to be named faithful anymore. You're going to be named people of faith. Because you're speaking with new tongues. You're seeing things you've never seen. You're going places you've never been. Walk in the faith. Run the course. Finish the race. Through the fire, the flood, and the shakings that will come. Just endure to the end. Do not fail. Meet him at the finish line. Let's, let's, let's carry this gospel, this good news. All the way. <laughs> even, even some of the last things apostles were called forth from us. Was he, you remember him talking about, I want you to speak with new dialects. Don't stay in that assembly of God language you had. <laughs> there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. So much more. I can't stop for some reason. <laughs> I declare over this people, your people, the remnant, the people that Apostle and Shirley love, that they've laid down their lives for. Let us go on to new heights. Let us stand in the scary places. Let's prophesy and declare and go stand on those shoulders. Oh, those shoulders are so broad. Stand on those shoulders and see the horizon open up before us. The horizon like we've been able to see it of late. You know, no obstructions, but see farther than you've ever seen. 
Oh, Ben, you got something? <laughs> oh, good. Somebody's got something. I said, we're not through, but I'm not going for three hours. <laughs> um, one of the first Sundays that Mark spoke, I heard, yes, yes. And there's a song that I've heard since then, and Joanne actually sent it to me this week. But there, the words are, there's a yes in our hearts that carries through eternity. Simple obedience changes history. And I feel that it's important for us today to say yes, because sometimes, well, we were never intended to know everything. You know, Yahweh showed you that scary place, but you know, we don't always see the climb that it took to get there because we may not say yes to that. And I heard somebody in the past one time say, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have said the words that I said and prophesied if I would have known what it meant. And it bothered me as a kid to think, she wouldn't have done that. She wouldn't have, you know, she wouldn't have received all that Yahweh had for her because I knew the songs that she sang. And I was, and I was like, but I get that now because we weren't intended to know. But Yahweh, you know, he wants to know, will you say yes in the now? Because there, he is faithful. And we, you know the end because he's shown you a, po- a portion of that. So he knows the end from the beginning. So we can say, we trust you, Yahweh. And we say yes with our hearts. And that yes will carry into eternity and on and on. But it's a simple obedience that we say, yes, Yahweh, I believe that you know that everything that you said is true. And if it's not beautiful yet, it's going to be. And we say yes today. Thank you. Thank you for letting me stay on this, stand on this scary ledge today. And you made it so much easier because looking at you, my family, it's been a joy. And I love you and I thank you. And somebody else will be up here next week. But don't think it might be you. So <laughs> love you. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. 